God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, uh, there's just so much more information that's coming out with regard to the Ukraine thing. You know, you got Zelensky now photographed with Zuckerberg. And, you know, it becomes more and more evident as we learn more and more about the ties uh, that are related to Ukraine Um, We have a lot of different clips uh, that we're going to start playing today. I want to get through some of the um, uh, clips and audio that we're going to talk about. Uh, This is one from Lara Logan, uh, basically blowing the lid off of Ukraine. Let's uh, let's take a listen to this and then we're going to comment. We're going to comment on it. And uh, well, let's just take a listen. Lara Logan. Um, there's so much misinformation. We've never really seen anything like it. I mean, I've been covering wars now for 35 years, and I have never seen people with their nails done in the Ukrainian flag, right? I mean, we're being corralled into this box where we either have to hate Vladimir Putin and believe everything evil that's said about him and love Ukraine, and there's no in-between. And that reminds me a lot of you're either, you know, Um, a white supremacist or you go with the Democrat narrative on everything under the sun. So um, Vladimir Putin knew exactly what he was doing when he went into Ukraine. The Russian military isn't perfect. They, for example, I've spoken to multiple defense specialists and intelligence specialists from a defense intelligence agency who studied the Russian military for years. They do have a difficulty mounting complex air operations because they do very little um, training hours in comparison to, for example, the United States um, air assets, right, our fighter jet pilots. But Russia um, is not struggling. Uh, What Russia has done from the very beginning has been very strategic. They didn't go straight to Kiev. They went to all those uh, bioweapons laboratories that are scattered all over the country. Some of them they built, so they know where they Mm -hmm. are. They've known where they are since the Soviet Union because under the Defense Threat Reduction Program, um, we went in after the fall of the Soviet Union and supposedly turned those facilities from bioweapons labs into public health labs. 
Although, um, you know, these days it's hard to believe anything that our leaders tell us because they've lied about COVID, they lied about Russia collusion, they lied about U the Ukraine impeachment trial. And there's so much mm -hmm. more going on in Ukraine that nobody is talking about. You see such dishonesty when it comes to the history of Ukraine. You see dishonesty when it comes to the Azov Battalion, which is funded by the US and NATO. I mean, you can find pictures of them online holding up the NATO flag and the swastika at the same time. Their own emblem mm -hmm. contains the black sun of the occult, which was a Nazi SS emblem. And it also contains the sideways you know, uh, lightning insignia of the SS. I mean, this is on throughout the Ukrainian military. You can see that black sign of the occult on their um, body armor, even on the female soldiers who are paraded in front of the world as being, you know, such an example of Ukraine's um, independence and spirit and nobility. Even they are wearing the black sign of the occult. And, you know, the, we want the White House wants you to believe, well, this doesn't matter. It's just a small number of troops. It's not true. The Azov Battalion has been murdering its way through eastern Ukraine. Yeah. We don't want to admit this. This was why Crimea voted for independence. This is why Crimea talking... wanted to be with Russia, because sure. we in the media, in the Western media and in the West, won't acknowledge the reality of what's gone on. Western Ukraine backed the Nazis. It was a headquarters for the Nazi SS. The CIA under Alan Dulles yeah. actually gave immunity from prosecution to the Nazis of Ukraine hmm. from the Nuremberg trials. So um, there's a long history of the United States and our intelligence agencies funding and arming Nazis in Ukraine. These are not like new neo-Nazi groups that sprung up. These are the actual Nazis from the Second World War, who, if you go back to the Nuremberg trials, said that they were planning for a thousand year Reich. And so you have to really wonder, as you look at this, when you know that the CIA sponsored the color revolution in Ukraine in 2013 and 14, that they selected Ukraine's leaders, go to the um, go to Victoria Newland's leaked phone conversation where she and the U.S. ambassador are deciding who can lead Ukraine. I mean, there's as much right. interference here as you could possibly imagine before right. we and even Laura. get to Hunter Biden, Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry mm -hmm. and Mitt Romney and all of their children who are employed, who earn millions from Ukrainian you are gas pointing, companies. Yeah, you're pointing, pardon me, to a real credibility crisis for our leaders. I want to let Karen Turk jump yeah, in. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up the fact that President Zelensky is Jewish and I don't know exactly how this factors in, but there's some very interesting points in what you're saying. And. Looking at this, you know, you could think it's political theatrics. You, you know, made a very good point at the beginning that you think that Putin is con in control. And I actually want to place something that Jen Psaki said, because it seems that the White House is mm. actually echoing that sentiment. Watch this. Well, the end game is really a question for President Putin. We have we have completely crushed his economy. Uh, we have provided military assistance, humanitarian assistance to the Ukrainians, enabling them to fight back for far longer uh, than the Russian leadership uh, anticipated. Uh, and again, he has to uh, he has to determine what the path forward looks for like for him. Thanks, everyone. He's determining you know, what this looks like. And I think that's a lot of what you said, Laura. I'd love to get your thoughts on that, what you just watched. What troubles me about the moment that we're in is that we have such a selective and a narrow reading of history. You know, President Zelensky may be Jewish, but he's not the only one in this who suffered during the Second World War, whose ancestors suffered, right? I mean, look at Putin. How many relatives did he lose in the siege of St. Petersburg? 
People don't know their history. They don't know what made Vladimir Putin. And I'm not a defend, you know, I'm not defending him. I don't need to defend Vladimir Putin. My job as a journalist is to try to understand what is the truth here. I don't like being lied to. And we're being mm. lied to on an epic scale. When we're told your only choices, you have to be 100% with Zelensky, who's a puppet, who you can find on the internet in black stilettos and leather pants, you know, with shirtless, doing a spoof, dancing with the stars kind of entertainment video. That's a mock of a Ukrainian group that does this kind of satanic, occult type of uh, music video. And I mean, Zelensky was selected, like so many of our leaders. And honestly, with, with big tech, and with election fraud these days, we don't know how many leaders all around the world have been yeah. selected for us and weren't actually voted in. But what we do know is that there are increasing problems with technology and the digitization of our world. Because look at what's happening with COVID. Look at what has happened globally. We are fighting the same battles all over the world. To pretend that this war is about Russia and Ukraine is a just a barefaced lie. Yeah. If Putin has been warning for 15 years that he is not going to stand by while the globalists take over the world, build bioweapons facilities and whatever else they're doing in Ukraine, Ukrainian yeah. oligarchs. Ukraine has been a center of money laundering for you know many of the leaders in this country for how long? Billions of U.S. dollars have been laundered through Ukraine, and we say nothing about it. These are our tax dollars. I mean, before the impeachment trial, had you ever heard of anyone in the United States, I mean, us bringing in foreign governments to the White House for anti-corruption right. training. I mean, does nobody question these things? Why do we not question them? We have an well, idiot uh, like Lieutenant Colonel Vindman hmm. who goes at the impeachment trial and sits there as a lieutenant colonel. He didn't even make colonel. And he's telling the president of the United States what his policy should be. You have a traitor in the form of Maria Yovanovitch, who was Obama's ambassador, who's telling Ukrainian mm -hmm. government officials, don't listen to the will of the American people. Don't listen to well, the election results. We are the true leaders of America. I mean, and then people object when the woman isn't even fired. She's given a cushy job for life at Georgetown University at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer. And we're told that the president of the United States cannot say to his foreign counterparts, you know, that we want right. you to look into something. But Joe Biden got can it. withhold as much aid as he wants to. I mean, right. there's so much hypocrisy and dishonesty here. And Ukraine is well, at the center of it all. Go back to Russia collusion. Go to Alexandra Chalupa. Go to Eric Caramella, the, the whistleblower who went to work for Adam Schiff, who wasn't really a whistleblower. Right. And all those corrupt people in the deep state. And you know what? The deep state isn't a theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual deep state. Look up the SES, the Senior Executive Service. Because when that bureaucracy was ushered into law in the United States right. of America, that's when we got a bunch of unelected bureaucrats well, pulling the strings behind the scenes. And these are Laura, the people that keep lying to us. Well, I don't know. Has she been listening to the Scott Adams show for all this time? Because what have we been talk talking about? I'm, I'm one of the few show hosts that I know that's been pounding away at Stefan Halper and... Eric Sierramella, she just mentioned Eric Sierramella. Uh, Marie Yovanovitch and that stupid uh, guy, Vinman, right? We've been talking about all of this for so long. These are the people that have caused uh, problems in Ukraine because, you know, Victoria Nuland, she would have mentioned that if she had more time. Lara Logan. 
Lara Logan just spoke, saying all the things we've been saying on the Scott Adams Show for how long? And this has gone viral now uh, because she said it on the Real America's Voice. But, you know, it's exactly what we've been talking about. There's no doubt that that that, that this show is getting heard by a lot of different places. I'm seeing it a lot. I'm seeing it where I'll say something and I know it's original because I never heard anybody say what I, what I was saying. And then all of a sudden I hear these people saying it. They're taking ideas from this show and, 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 and making them their own, which is not even a problem. That's how ideas shape. That's how we actually evolve as people. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't look at it as stealing my intellectual property because I'm not copywriting it. I'm sharing it. It's open source. But somebody has to say these things out loud. And the censorship is not the answer. You know, Ukraine, uh, no, it was, uh, let's see, it was uh, an astronaut. Yeah, right here. Globalist liberal Democrats who center are the problem, not the solution. The reason why nationalism will prevail and globalism will lose is because tyrannical dictators like those who rig elections never gain the support from the people who have truth and power on their side. So Rebel News reported this out, and they said that Yuri Gagarin's name he was censored from Space Symposium Conference. Gagarin was the Soviet cosmonaut who became the first human to travel to outer space. The first man in space, Russian cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin, has been stripped of all of his honors by the Space Foundation, which censored his name in light of the current world events. It's like pulling a statue down. It's like cancel culture. The organization which runs its annual space symposium conference in Colorado Springs sees attendance of top-level representatives from the international space community, including 160 uh, space companies, 100 speakers, and thousands of participants. In a now-deleted note highlighted by Futurism, the Space Foundation said that it would be removing Yuri Gagarin's name from its annual Yuri's Night and replacing it with a celebration of space, discover what next at the conference. So that's pretty sad, right? You know, we're supposed to side with uh, people now over this uh, stupid uh, law. You know, I was l- reading a tweet and this, uh, I mean, not, not law, this war, war. But uh, I was reading this tweet and everybody's got their Ukraine flag, you know, in their avatar, right? And now they're calling for the death of of uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who's taken ill. Is he going to be offed like Scalia? Is this going to be a Pelican Brief-style movie? Is this going to be a suspense thriller where the liberals, once they gain power, are just going to basically 
make it open season on our Supreme Court justices who happen to be conservative? Because you can't tell me, I believe that Scalia was murdered. That's what I believe. Prove otherwise. Prove me wrong. There was not a witness nor an autopsy, and he just was given a clean bill of health. He goes out on a hunting trip in Texas and, and with a group of people and dies alone, and nobody seems to know what happened to him. They didn't even do an autopsy. And then that was in the, in the face of DACA and Dreamers and this ram, ramrodding of illegal migrants to become citizens. And the Supreme Court Justice of Texas at the time of Scalia's death ruled that, you, they, that he would put a hold on the DACA Dreamer unconstitutional, according to Obama, uh, not likely constitutional, dreamer path. And it was the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that upheld Justice Hanna's decision in Texas. And And the Supreme Court Justice that reviews the cases for the Fifth Circuit Court to decide whether or not he's even going to see or hear the case or let the circuit court's ruling stand was none other than Scalia overseeing the Fifth Circuit at the time. So why not get rid of Scalia? Why not put in that dodo brain that's now our AG, Merrick Garland? This guy couldn't even tell you in his confirmation hearing whether or not it was illegal or a violation of law when an illegal migrant violates our laws and crosses our border illegally. He couldn't answer the question whether it was legal or not. Did you hear Laura Logan talk about Eric Ciarmella and all these so-called diplomats and national security advisors and, uh, and, and uh, contingent that was hanging out in Ukraine? We've been nation-building there. We've been hiding bio-labs. Let's face it, Wuhan was a bio-lab. Wuhan was. Wuhan was a bio-lab. What the heck? What the heck are we doing with these bio-labs? Why are we meddling in bio-labs? It's pretty disturbing. It's absolutely disturbing. Let's take a listen biological research facilities this is Victoria Newland. which in fact we are now quite concerned Russian troops Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of so we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach has uh, so what do we what do we research. believe? You know, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard uh, predicted this and said military industrial complex. Let's take a listen. End this crisis and prevent a war uh, with Russia by doing something very simple, guaranteeing that Ukraine will not become a member of NATO. Because if Ukraine became a member of NATO, that would put U.S. and NATO troops directly on the doorstep of Russia, which 
as Putin has laid out, would undermine their national security interests. Uh, the reality is that it is highly, highly unlikely that Ukraine will ever become a member of NATO anyway. So the question is, why doesn't President Biden and, and NATO leaders actually just say that yes. and guarantee it? Which, which begs the question of, of why are we in this position then? Uh, if, if the answer to this and preventing this war from happening is, is very clear as day, and, and, and really it just points to one conclusion that I can see, which is they actually want Russia to invade Ukraine. Boom. Boom. That's it. And then you got Vladimir Klitschko and Vitaly Klitschko basically saying, we are Europeans. We want to become a modern European country. Then you got this woman, Kira Rudik, saying this. Time because we know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order for the democratic countries. We knew that we are the shield for the Europe. Right now, it's a critical... Shield for the Euro, New World Order. Where have we heard all that before? The globalists, right? The globalists are winning this world war. And so long as the globalists are emerging as, you know, a dominant force, Russia's looking at their leverage fleeting. Because you have this JCPOA that's looming, where Iran is going to be the benefactor of that, but... Basically, what's happening too? Russia's going to get involved with some of the development of their refineries and things like that. But for the most part, you know, like I say, uh, in the in the in the weeks past, ISIS was a mercenary rebel group that was designed not not to be create terror and overthrow Syria. That was never going to happen. Why even bother to try? Russia was never going to allow Syria to to be overrun. No. What it was was about protecting the oil distribution channels and competing with Russian influence. Russia had oil coming down from the north. And Lindsey Graham and, and uh, the globalists had other designs on Iraqi oil once Saddam Hussein was removed from power. And in order to get access to Africa, they had to take out Gaddafi, who was a gate, you know, toll collector, basically a toll collector. So, you know, precious minerals, trucks driving precious minerals up to the sea, up to the Mediterranean, and then elsewhere around the world. You know, uh, Gaddafi was very rich. So is Putin. So is a lot of the uh, are a lot of these people. You know, we're forced to make these decisions based on if you're not with Ukraine, you're a racist. You're a white supremacist. Yet the same people that are saying support Ukraine at all costs, and if you say one nice thing about Putin. You're all of a sudden a racist, you're a white supremacist, you are an inhumane uh, person because you're supporting a killer like Putin. But what we're learning is that Zelensky's no better. You know, Zelensky also has blood on his hands. He's connected with Kolomoisky, an oligarch. He's also connected with um, billions of dollars. So 
Zelensky himself can help ordinary Ukrainians and replenish the Nazalnaya budget if, for example, he transfers $1.2 billion to the public treasury. It is the amount of money that is in Zelensky's account at the Costa Rica branch of Dresner Bank in Latin America. And it was accumulated, as it turned out, through monthly installments that reach the amount of the president of Ukraine from three philanthropists, so-called philanthropists, Ukraine oligarchs Akhmetov from the First Union Bank, Pinchuk, who's very popular, uh, heard of him, from Deutsche Bank, and of course Kolomoisky, he prefers to send transfers from the Bank National de Paris in Geneva. But there's more. There's so much more. You got pictures of Zelensky and Zuckerman, Zuckerberg, uh, Mark Zuckerberg from uh, Facebook. And so the people we're supposed to believe are the people that froze the truckers' accounts, censored the truckers, and call for the censorship of big tech. So, for example, when Jen Psaki's calling for more censorship, she then has her henchman, Mayorkas, from the Department of Homeland Security set guidelines that the big tech companies can use to, to declare extremism whenever they see fit. If you question COVID, you are an extremist. If you question um, climate, you're an extremist. If you question the Russian hoax or question the Hunter Biden case, you're an extremist. If you question the outcome of the election, you're an extremist. It's basically full-out control and censorship. And by the way, nothing for nothing. But over the weekend, guess what happened? This is really important. Zelensky merged all, uh, I guess it was about 17 different um, political parties. And he stopped them. And he opposed them. And he, he basically said they could no longer oppose Zelensky. So all the opposing political parties are frozen in their tracks now. How's that for tyranny? How about this one? All the media in Ukraine is now one state-run media. And this is designed to stop the misinformation and propaganda. Where have we heard that from? Well, Jen Psaki, Joe Biden, Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security, the guy that's flooding our borders with illegal migrants and stealing our votes and importing slave labor, which is inhumane in and of itself. They say what Russia is doing to Ukraine is inhumane. Well, guess what? What's going on with the slave labor camps and markets, unbeknownst to us, is also inhumane. We got too many of these kids getting these college degrees in, in foreign studies and weird stuff. You know, how to learn a third language. Uh, all kinds of different things that aren't going to really put food on their table. It's not going to help them be a more functioning citizen. But they go and they get these Ivy League degrees on 
you know, different cultural studies. And and then when it comes time to actually, you know, type a letter and print a, a, a report, they don't even know how to do it. They're not functional. But yet their nose is so high up in the air that they're too good to be a plumber, a carpenter, a construction worker, a welder. They're too good and too highfalutin to work with their hands or be a farmer, work in agriculture. And the same globalists that were ramming the jab down your arm are now getting rid of our military soldiers, replacing them with transgender and enticing transgender just like they do that try to entice the illegals coming through the border. They offer them money. And by money, in this case, I mean free sex changes. Meanwhile, over the weekend, you know, the meme's been flying around. The man of the the woman of the year is a man, Rachel Levine. And the swimmer of the year for NCAA, the champion swimmer, is Leah Thomas, a man. And the same people that want you to believe that somehow men and, and you know can compete as women or that ivermectin should be legalized and that was another big case another big case uh, happened over the weekend in New Hampshire where they legalized and said you can go and get ivermectin without a prescription in New Hampshire that's going to be a game changer the globalists are not going to know what hit them with respect to that. But the same right here, I just wrote this big loss for globalists aspiring to control people with their social credit score censoring system disguised as vaccine passports in the name of public safety. Big win for patriots who support right to try health remedies to eradicate the threat of COVID. Meanwhile, you got Fauci over the weekend saying, we're probably going to have to issue these mandates again just in time for the election. You know, that, that somehow there's a spike and it's going to come back and it's going to come back to haunt us and we, we're going to have to get right back on that, uh, you know, mandates and restrictions and crackdowns. And the, boy, does that make you feel good, right? But the same people that will lie to you about the Jesse Smollett hoax and they're so ignorant to believe such a hoax and that the two stand that support the two standards of justice that Jesse Smollett doesn't have to serve, but six days for a 150 day sentence. And the same people that want to put jabs in your arms and get rid of our military personnel that, uh, don't want to get the jab that care about their bodies. The same people that ha- were denied ivermectin and people's lives have been lost all in the name of science. And the same people that were told to, to, to believe the 97% of scientists pushing climate change, all with the same data and the same financial influences. And the same people that were shutting us off with regard to censoring and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook when it came time to talking about the Russian hoax or the Ukrainian perfectly good call impeachment hoax or the Hunter Biden real data 
of a real laptop showing real shenanigans, sexual exploits, drug abuses, and illegal deals, privileged deals underneath privileged access. Videotape showing Biden in Ukraine talking about withholding a billion dollars until they fire the investigator that's looking into Burisma. Now we're finding out that Burisma is connected with Mitt Romney and Kofor Black. We're not just finding it out because I've been talking about it for three years, four years. Kofor Black is a former CIA spook, and they use these former CIA spooks to get access to on the ground to weapons manufacturers who supply their mercenary groups because Kofor Black also worked for Blackwater, a mercenary group. And the idea here is that not only did they work for all of this, but uh, they needed the financial backers. And that was a guy from Bain Capital that would invest heavily and take big risks on big investments like Mitt Romney and got their hands all dirty. And now we're learning about the laundering. Laundering of uh, Israel is selling off a lot of the stuff we've actually given them. In exchange, what's happening is Azerbaijan is getting access to these missile dome shields. And what I said last week and the week prior is happening in other countries too. Like we could sell, like Lindsey Graham and John McCain and Amy Klobuchar could sell Ukraine a whole bunch of weapons they brought don't need. They take those weapons and sell them to ISIS, who does need them. They take the money from that sale, and they buy the Javelin Torpedo women anti-tank busting missiles uh, that they wanted in the first place. But just like that conflict with Poland and the MiG jets, they said, no, it's a hot potato. I don't want to give these jets to Ukraine. I want to give them to the United States. United States, you could give them to Ukraine. And Ukraine and the United States said, no, we're chicken too. We don't want to give them to there. So they didn't want it. Nobody wants to escalate and get directly in conflict with Russia because then that's going to, that's going to expedite Russia's uh, migration and alliance with China. And then we got the superpower, uh, super economic power influence with respect to Who's going to control the dollar and what's the next currency? And once we lose that dominant supreme, what's going to happen to America and its superpower status as an economic power? We got a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hello, Scott. Thank you for taking my call. I, I thank you every morning. You provide some sanity into my life. I just really appreciate it. Uh, some time ago, you mentioned... Uh, uh, Russia, not Russia, Scalia and his passing, which I agree with you about. He was murdered. But I also think, uh, I think about Rush Limbaugh and his passing, untimely passing as far as I was concerned. I really don't understand that one either. We've, and Michael Savage has kind of disappeared from the network. And I am really concerned about your safety. I know you've been in the hospital. I know the doctors wouldn't listen to you. And I can't help but wonder, Scott, and I hate to say it, but I was wondering if they were trying to get rid of your voice from the airwaves. Please be careful, Scott. We're living in a very dangerous world with very dangerous people, and I wouldn't put anything past them. 
if they got rid of you, we'd lose an awful, a great resource that we need so desperately now. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, be, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, it is interesting. You know, we, did, we have lost some great voices. Even Michael Savage. Where is he? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, you're, you're one of two Adams that I consult daily for advice and opinion. And I thank you. Keep it up, Scott. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for calling in today. Bye-bye. All right. You take bet. care. Bye. So, yeah, it's uh it's tough out there. We got to keep we got to keep this message going. And uh somebody needs to say it. You know, somebody ab- absolutely has to say this, right? Somebody does because you know, there's just way too much censorship. The censorship is the other part. You know, we saw what could happen to the truckers. We saw what happened to the J6. We saw the different standards of justice. You know, and and again, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe Fauci and the CDC? Are you going to believe our Justice Department that has two standards of justice, one for Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden, and Joe Biden, and the other for someone like Donald Trump? How about the 17 intelligence agencies? Do you believe in the, our CIA anymore? Do, do you believe in our FBI? That's going to do a nice, balanced, uh, uh, unpolitic, unpoliticized investigation on anything? No, absolutely not. So why are we paying them? Why are you putting your hand in your pocket and taking tax money out and handing it to them? You know, it's frustrating because if you don't, you'll end up getting locked up and thrown in jail. They got it all figured out, don't they? They're going to take your money and they're not going to deliver on the services. In fact, they're going to stab you in the back. You know, I found myself really in a bad place when I was looking at the news and I was waiting to see what the United States response was going to be to China. And whether China was going to call the United States bluff. And sure enough, you know, it did concern me because I was like, I wonder what the United States spine is like or what their breaking point is. What is it like? Where do they fold? How much pressure can they take before they fold? And when I found myself, I caught myself thinking that way. I said, you know what? This is not like World War II, where we had so much patriotism. This was not like 9-11, where we came together as one country in fight of a just, a just and, uh, cause or a, a unified effort. It's different. And I don't know if it's because of the technology, the emergence of globalism, but I can tell you this. That what Laura, Laura, Laura Logan said was, this is about globalism. And this is what I've been saying for weeks and weeks. This is not about, this is not a regional conflict. This is not between Ukraine and Russia. I mean, it is, but it isn't really. It's bigger than that. I think that globalism took an advance I think that they advanced, and I think they got stronger 
in the wake of COVID. Because every single move that they make is a crushing blow to the middle class. Look at the $8 per gallon gas prices in California. Look at the inflation. Look at the supply chain. Look at the purposeful destruction of the Keystone Pipeline project. Look at the hackers and who they're hacking, the beef industry and the oil industry. And every time they do these things, it impacts supply chain pricing that's crushing the middle class. Do you really think that the top 20% of society want more competition or less? Do you ask yourself the question, does the top 20% want more competition to impede on their bottom line and make their successes less likely? Or do you think that they want more success built on top of a monopoly of privilege? You can look back at the Gilded Age. I've been watching this series about the Gilded Age and the top 400, the 400 Club, you know, of the elite, the Vanderbilts were trying to make their way in. And the Astors and all of these great uh, elite in America were privileged. And they had a club. You could call it the Skull of Bones Club, like the, the one that the Bushes were privileged to be part of. Or were they really privileged? I would never want to be a part of it. How about the Masons? And that spooky little thing. But, you know, all these, the Freemasons, they got these big grand buildings in Philadelphia and elsewhere. How do they get the money for all that stuff? You wear a ring and you take a little wink and a nod and you're in the club. You know, but the idea is these clubs are not about competition and free markets and open society. They're closed. They're dark. They don't want competition. They want monopolies. They're the antithesis of uh, the Sherman Act and antitrust. You know, basically, they want that unfair advantage. And they don't want the middle class to rise up like frothy milk at the top and foaming up and sharing. They don't want to share the neighborhood. Now, Nancy Pelosi would love for you to share your neighborhood with an illegal migrant from MS-13 that wants to wants to, you know, sell drugs in your neighborhood and rape your children. But they don't want to share them themselves, do they? Rules for thee, but not for me, right? And they want that top 20% to stay even smaller. But they don't want any competition from the middle class. So they crush the middle class. They want to control the middle class. They want to bully the middle class. They want to make an example out of you. If you question their authority, they will crush you and throw you in jail. Even if you're going to the Capitol and waving a flag and saying, I like one candidate over another, and I think that there is fraud involved. And there was fraud involved. I, I can read a story every single day. I can go to the Gateway Pundit right now and tell you about a story it's here's a headline right here and this was uh, you know gateway pundits really an aggregator and here's the story it's from around ambler ambler pa 
I actually used to cycle. It's a Philadelphia suburb. I used to bike all through Ambler when I lived there. You know, I'm into cycling. It says, video appears to show someone submitting multiple ballots at Dropbox in Upper Dublin during the last election. Oh, my God, really? So shocker. That's a real shocker, isn't it? So we're supposed to believe these fools, these monsters, these censors, these people that want to control your speech and control you. We're supposed to believe them. Meanwhile, they're not getting anywhere. They're actually forcing things to get worse. Let's take a listen to this really interesting exchange between Face the Nation globalists and this Chinese ambassador to the United States. Let's take a listen. And we are in opinion. Russia amassed more than 150,000 troops at China's border. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we want well, just to, be clear, to have a China, good, you would, good you would, friendly, good neighborly relations with Russia. But you would recognize what, that's what not is, good, friendly, neighborly relations with 150,000 troops on the border of a neighboring country and then to send those troops into that country. Well, in those circumstances, why can't you condemn this as an invasion? Mm-hmm. Well, let's don't be naive. Condemnation. It sounds naive to say that's not an invasion. It doesn't solve the problem. You know, I, I, I would be surprised if Russia will back down by condemnation. What is will, urgently Will they back needed? down if your president is, asks Vladimir Putin to back down? Will your yeah. president ask Vladimir Putin to back we down? We have done so. They rely And we will continue you. to promote peace talks and you know, urge uh, immediate fire. And, uh, you know, condemnation, you know, only doesn't help. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. We need courage. And we need good diplomacy. Well, Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky says he would like to meet with Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Zelensky is in a bunker. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin is at a political mm-hmm. pro-war rally right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You can't have diplomacy when it is one country, the only one country willing to actually negotiate. Mm -hmm. China has good relations with Russia, has good relations with Ukraine. And China keeps close communications with the United States and with Europe. Mm -hmm. They enable China to reach to all parties' concerns in the crisis. So China's unique role you know, mm-hmm. can help the so peaceful tell settlement tell me of uh, the crisis. I, keep- I can't help but uh, make notice of this. Both China and Russia are nationalist countries. And Trump was all about nationalism as well. And what was interesting is when the globalists, like globalists like Trudeau in Canada squashed dissenting views, censored its people, and dropped their force like a hammer against their political opponents. And the Biden uh, team did the same thing. The radical left in America did the same thing. Black Lives Matter would do the same thing if they had the power and muscle. Um, Antifa, same thing. How about Australia and New Zealand? 
again, globalists. They all participated as part of the Five Eyes, and they were part participating in the Russian hoax. Stefan Halper and people like that were also, and they're being written about right now. But the idea is that wherever you had globalism, you know, Macron is a globalist, Angela Merkel is a globalist, and they created this conflict because they started to become tyrants in and of themselves. They started to dominate the people, and they started to do their own war atrocities. You can't tell me that the people rotting in a D.C. jail right now for doing nothing, that's not a, a, uh, that's not a crime against humanity, or that's not a war crime. That is a war crime. And we're at war with our own government. And so the idea here is that this is a war between globalism and nationalism. Now grant you this, where the globalists seem to love the Muslims, uh, not so much in China and Russia. They're a little bit homogenous. They don't, they don't, China doesn't like their Uyghurs. And again, I'm not supporting that. And let's face it, the Chechens and the uh, Kazakhs, you know, are mostly Muslim countries. Russia doesn't like them either. So, you know, they, they, uh, they have their own problems. And that's why, you know, you don't really pick a side in this conflict without looking kind of stupid. To be a Putin fan and on the side of Putin is not necessarily a good place to be politically. And, and humanitarily. Putin's not an altar boy or a Boy Scout. But he does see the threat of nationalism. I said this, Laundering 101. Here, here's a great example. Heretz put this article out. Laundering 101 has been going on in Ukraine for years, just like when Poland and the United States didn't want to be the ones to hand the MiG fighter jets to Ukraine, fearing direct escalation with Russia. They sold them pillow, blankets, and general weapons that perhaps got sold to ISIS, who was protecting oil pipelines that competed directly with Russia economic interests. And the military-industrial complex picked up the slack using the four currencies on the black market to launder the deals with humans, drugs, weapons, and oil. It's why Gaddafi was taken out. And al-Baghdadi was installed in Rakasteria as head of ISIS. Politicians like Lindsey Graham and uh, used operatives like Kofor Black and investors like Mitt Romney to facilitate black market deals. Heretz reported Israel has already sold the Iron Dome to several countries, including Azerbaijan, which uses it for protection against Russian-made missiles. This begs the question of why it or any other tech hasn't been deployed in Ukraine despite related repeated requests. And so it's an interesting article that you could read um, over on the Scott Adams Show's social media. And um, also, oh, there was this... Uh, Basically, this exchange that uh, we're not going to have time to play, I don't think. But uh, it says here, it's looking at the uh, Hunter Biden, it says breaking 
The Biden crime family expert and investigator Peter Schweitzer declares Hunter Biden is going to be indicted. Hunter's legal team cooperation indicate the president's son is about to be indicted. So that's kind of an interesting little thing. I'll be surprised if that happens. And, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, was out there saying, I do not support Putin and his murderous war in Ukraine and blah, blah, blah. And I said, but you, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, support and endorse never Trump Ohio Senate candidate J.D. Vance, who supported Evan McMullen, who tried to block a Trump presidency, which clearly was designed to benefit Hillary. So who cares what you support now? And who endorsed J.D. Vance besides Marjorie Taylor Greene? Oh, the war room Steve Bannon, uh, Steve Cortez. You wonder what makes these people tick. You know that they're getting paid for these endorsements, right? J.D. Vance, he is the quintessential Washington insider. And I know it from experience. By the way, there's a great magazine cover. It's a spoof. Speaking of spoofs, Babylon B gets censored, but the tyrannical uh, leaders around the world don't get censored. How do you figure that, right? Um, but Babylon B, the satire newspaper, got censored over, over the weekend on Twitter. But there's this great magazine cover. It's made to look like time. It says, Calling All Mediocre Males. Women's medals, scholarships, records, sponsorships are now all up for grabs. Live your dream by ruining theirs. Call the ACLU now to find out how you can get into the in on the action. You know, it's so true. If it wasn't just so scary, right? So Twitter shut down Babylon B, but for satire, but not suspended Antifa, Taliban, uh, the Black Lives Matter, CCP, actual porn, every single journalist that spread the fake dossier and claimed the laptop wasn't real, fake accounts pretending to be someone else. There you go. Well, obviously, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. And uh, I want you to all to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. Please check out and subscribe to our, our Substack, scottadamshow.substack.com. Subscribe. You'll be happy that you did. Uh, all the source information that I use to put this show together is going to be put together in every single daily Substack that I create uh, with the podcast. Uh, so you could see basically the references and sources I use to put the show together. It's all free. And anybody who subscribes today and now uh, will be uh, receiving premium content all the way through the end of the year. And there's no credit card or anything. It's absolutely free. But we are going to be starting to uh, put premium content up as well. So you'll benefit from that. We'll see you all next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. We're going to stay on the mounds getting steeper. And grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.